We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my darling, my sweetheart, my soul sibling. Thank you so much for letting Empower Radio be a part of your day. So I'm going to ask you the question that was posed as the most important question we can ask and answer for ourselves by Einstein and other spiritual teachers. Do you believe the universe is a safe and loving place or not? If you don't, I would highly recommend that you open your mind and experiment with the possibility that it indeed is. Years ago, I was posed with this question and my immediate knee-jerk response was absolutely not. Look at everything I've been through. Look at the suffering of so many people in this world. Then it occurred to me, if this was my deep inherent belief, was it possible that this was why my life was being reflected back to me in a way that I perceived as unkind and unsafe? So I decided to do an experiment for two weeks. I was going to relax, imagine, and pretend I was safe, that I was loved. Almost immediately, I was met with Godwinks, grace, and surprising support financially, in my friendships, and with some wonderful opportunities. As I continued to experiment with this notion and consciously claimed it, my life shifted for the better dramatically. These days, I do indeed believe, sense, feel, and know I am loved individually as well as humanity collectively. And I'm confident this is why my life is now prosperous, magical, joyful, and fulfilling. So my hope, desire, and intention with you here today is to support you in opening your heart and mind to the fact that you are safe and that you are loved. If you already know this, I want to support you in going deeper and deeper into this awareness and to possibly surrender control, trust the process, and enjoy the journey. Here to have this conscious conversation is light worker, wise one, and my very best friend, Lacey Caves. Lacey is a perpetual student of opening up to life. Her curiosity has taken her through many fields of study, including graduating with a degree in psychology and studying soul-centered living and spiritual psychology from the esteemed University of Santa Monica. Lacey's an animal and human, intuitive and clairsentient. She has an incredibly compassionate heart, is the deepest listener I've ever known, and creates a transformational healing presence for those who have the privilege of experiencing her energy. Lacey's a wisdom seeker and provider, a touchstone of faith, and one of my greatest joys. I'm so grateful to have her here with us today on Journey to Center. So Lacey, thank you for saying yes to this conversation. Oh, this is one of my favorite places to be. So it's, <laughs> it's wonderful to join you and listen to your voice. It's just we have lots of conversations and to hear a new revelation for me that you did an experiment. You had the awareness to turn what was your pain at the time into uh, just an opportunity to look deeper, to go deeper. The, the, the fact that you could see that other people's pain and your your self-fulfilling prophecies might be mm-hmm. where the problem was lying for you, why you kept repeating the same experience. I just think that's remarkable. Well, and I love how you just said self-fulfilling prophecy because that's exactly what it was. And I think, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And I think when we're ready to have kind of a revelation or understanding if we've tilled the land and planted the seeds, 
they bloom, that they, the, um, whatever it is we planted the seeds for bloom. And I've been asking a lot of those important questions, you know, like, what are we doing here? What's the purpose of life? And I'd struggled a lot, but I kept asking, and I think sometimes it's about asking the right questions so that the answers can show up. And I was, I was at USM where we went to school and I was sitting in the classroom and I was just in such intense and profound suffering at the time. And I asked Ron Holnick, um, you know, what do I do? I'm in so much pain. Everything has just fallen away financially. You know, my boyfriend broke up with me. It was just a really dark time for me. And he just sat there and looked at me and he goes, Tammy, do you believe the universe is a safe and loving place? I'm like, before I even thought it was like, no, I mean, look at my history and you can look at the world and see that clearly it's not. And then I did, I had that lucid moment of going, wait a minute, because by then I knew enough to know that our outer reality is a reflection of inner reality. So it was just like this little question mark popped above my head and went, well, maybe that's because your life's a reflection of this deep unconscious belief that I hadn't even considered before until he said that. So I was like, ah, uh-huh. And, you know, I asked them a little bit more because they had been through some scary things in their life. You know, they've been pinched out of New Mexico and they had all these plans to expand their work there and everything was falling away. And I said, weren't you scared? Weren't you petrified? And he's like, no, I was just observing it and uh, thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder what's going on now. Wonder what uh, the universe or life has in store for us next. And then as those doors shut, other doors opened for them in uh, California. And their spiritual teacher said, how would you like to open up a university that's, you know, soul-centered education and you can teach it the way you want to teach it? And they went, wow, that sounds like it. they were ready for the next opportunity. So I was really inspired by his story and uh, just what was going on in my own brain to just pretend, relax, imagine, and just uh, play with the notion. And I had to give myself a time limit, two weeks, because I couldn't just flip the switch and say, I'm going to live this way the rest of my life because I didn't quite trust it. <laughs> so again, almost immediately, as soon as they said, okay, God loves me. I'm safe. I'm supported. God, life is on my side. Almost immediately, somebody came up to me. I think it was that day uh, asking to um, have me commission a painting for them. And then somebody wanted me to do a logo for them. And then somebody wanted to take me to lunch. And then I really got, I just had to be open and receptive and grateful when goodness came my way. So the two weeks came and went, and I didn't go back to that uh, other way of being. And in fact, I think it's been about, gosh, I don't know, 15, 17 years since I did this. My life is just currently going deeper and deeper and deeper into this knowingness that we are indeed loved. And uh, my life continues to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, as I think all of ours are. And that can be something that we, we really celebrate and be joyful for. And then, but there's that moment of, oh, wow, my life is in my hands. I get to make the decisions. <laughs> and then there are all kinds of questions. Oh my gosh. Yes. What, what do I want? Oh my, what have I been, how have I been speaking to myself and about myself? And, you know, pain is such a great motivator. And mm -hmm. we don't even realize that that's how we're, that's the wisdom with which we're making choices. 
what is causing me pain and let's do the opposite of that. So when I listen to you talk about, which this was not an overnight journey, obviously, and, and just the practice mm-hmm. into motion and how that slowly shifted from pain, having to motivate you to take care of yourself to well, what if I try out this joy thing? What if I mm-hmm. enjoy my life? What if I have fun? What if it's okay? <laughs> what if it's okay to be me exactly as I am? What what does that mean? Just it just starts widening our gaze and all of a sudden we look around and there's a field of infinite possibilities and so mm-hmm. much come forward in our lives. And, you know, as, as, as enlightened as we become, because you and I have had the privilege of studying with the same teachers, and they, they've given me such wonderful tools and, and now a language to connect with the, the higher part of myself mm-hmm. and, and just these God connections and the angel time that I spend. You know, it's, it was all trusting the information, but then putting it into motion one step at a time. And my Mm -hmm. transformation is incredible. I mean, for sure, you're the poster child for what is possible when you open up to possibilities and and the joy in your life. But I feel Uh, that way about it as well. Yeah, you know, and you've said so many things here. I've taken about a page of notes that we can go a lot of different directions with this. But um, yes, all of that. And, um, you know, when you talk about pain, that was my motivating force. You know, my life just simply couldn't work going the direction, thinking the thoughts, believing the way I believed any further. It was like I was I feel like we get to the end of our leash. And there's a a saying, I repeat this frequently because I think it's so profound and so true, um, that Zen shares, pain is the universal great awakener. It's sort of like we all have to get to that place. Where's our threshold? And I felt like mine must be pretty high because I was pretty deep in the trenches. But I think we all have our own threshold and get to the end of the leash where it's like our life is simply unworkable going this direction any longer. And we have to find just like with addiction, we have to find our own rock bottom because as long as we think we can keep doing what we're doing, then we tend to do that. But when we really get, I can't keep doing what I'm doing, we open our mind, maybe extend that invitation to that something greater to other possibilities. The other thing you said, responsibility. It can be a big like, oh my gosh, I'm responsible for this. And that is one of the first things they taught us at USM, University of Santa Monica, that we have to take 100% responsibility for our lives. And boy, did I not like hearing that (laughs) when I first stepped in the classroom. It's like, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. (laughs) It was this big bad man's fault. It was my parents' fault. It's, you know, it wasn't my fault. But until we take responsibility, we can't really change the storyline. We can't change our experiences. So it took a little practice. And um, a lot of conversation to get to the place of realizing it was indeed my inner reality creating my outer outer reality. And yeah, I'd had certain experiences that were unpleasant, but as we are victims, our lives aren't going to get better. It's not until we can start to say, why did this happen for me? 
not why did this happen to me, that we can start to shift our perspective a little bit, which can start to open up that space for healing inside of ourselves. And I like something they said, we heal when we bring love and compassion to the places inside that heart. Mm -hmm. And as we do that repeatedly, we start to heal up from the inside out and we can start to enjoy our lives a little bit more instead of just um, feeling like life's a burden and continuing to struggle and to suffer. We start to be able to learn through um, fun and joy rather than anguish and pain. Yeah, yeah, the responsibility side of things, <laughs> it really messed up my victim consciousness. <laughs> I think that's the best thing about it. But yeah, it can be painful, huh? And, well, and, and the fact that I didn't understand that that's how I looked at things as, as a victim, mm. I, I had this, I had myself really talked into the fact that I was ultra independent and I was doing things and I was working hard and it, <laughs> I had a good storyline going there for. Yes. For oh my gosh. And I remember when a friend who's quite connected to her um, energetic unseen system and, and she calls them her guides. And, and she said, well, <laughs> and I love this. It actually works really well. And it's a good way maybe to talk to people. Well, my guides say that you're holding on to victim consciousness. <laughs> and I had some choice words for that. I bet. That she was referring to. And and I wanted to reject that right away, which anyone listening, if they're thinking, well, I'm not. It's not if we're thinking we're victims, it's where we're thinking that we're victims. Mm. And that's really the exploration is where was I holding on to that, that somehow um, circumstances were beyond my control and I was getting the shaft as a result. Mm -hmm. And when I shifted out of that, it shifted. I mean, it's, it was really like walking into a dark room and the light going on and then going, oh, well, but it was the light in the garage where you store everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. The deep, dark corners of um, messiness. The things you don't <laughs> want to look at. And then it, it was, oh, all right, I have some unpacking to do here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some sifting and sorting through that. And again, just I think sitting with those um, situations, memories, beliefs with um, if we can do it with patience and compassion, we can get through a lot quicker than if we're in judgment and uh, beating ourselves up for it. Um, and you brought up such a good point. And I remember being at this very same place in my reality. And I imagine if the listeners sit with this, our friends sit with this, they can also um, consider this for themselves. We have to give up our stories. Mm -hmm. And I had such a good story, Lacey. <laughs> and, I, and then I got to the place like, well, who am I without my story? It's like I have no identity without this story. Yeah, so true. That was hard because I think, you know, we want to have identities. We want to have our, you know, this is who I am. This is, you know, and I had to really let that go. It's like, gosh, I have nothing to cling to. But it was it was um, scary and painful, but it ended up being once I really kind of hooked into it, it was very liberating. 
instead of telling my stories when I met new people, I could just be more present, ask them more questions, which in turn opened up um, the opportunity for more, I think, heart connection, which on some level was what I longed for. I just didn't know how to go about it. Well, that's such a great point, really. And and that's where, you know, that was that was probably where I felt the most vulnerable is that I'd been doing this. I'd been driving the 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 boat the whole time or so. I that was this part of the story. And so what then what now? Like if I don't have the answers, then who does? And that's that's where life really shifted for me when I considered that there was help available and that I had been that I had been helped all along. Mm-hmm. So what one of the amazing gifts in my life was when I figured out that yes, I was holding on to victim consciousness. And then what if I let that go? What was there to support me if my story wasn't the foundation anymore? Mm. And that's really what opened me up into a world of connection with Mm -hmm. just this divine presence. And, you know, I I just really want to emphasize that this has been certainly a solid five-year journey for me. I got some amazing tools. And then when I started practicing with them, it's just been over time. And, and now what I see show up in my life is so validating that I'm not doing this by myself, but I really had to let go of that piece of my story that everything begins and ends with me mm-hmm. because it's so limiting and and creates a great deal of fear that's really where my struggle was well you're saying so many things that are just so accurate i think when we're um creating our lives from that place of being alone it really is um a place of separation which has to be fear <laughs> and ego another way of saying it is ego yes. you you also said something that i loved so much about your your friend that she had an energetic unseen system i love that so much and i think we all do so i think when we're like getting to that place where it's like my life isn't working and i want to open other possibilities we can have conversations and um because we live on a planet of free will and choice it's important to extend our own personal invitations and that can look like what we are, whatever we want it to look like. I personally did a prayer. I did a, I wrote down a prayer to God. If you're there, I really want some support or I want some signs or I want some help. I want to believe that you love me. I want to relax and allow you to guide me and support me. And like I said, it was almost immediately met with some God wings. I like God wings. They could be called synchronicity or miracle or divine support. And um, if that doesn't resonate for somebody, they can do an invitation to guides or angels or um, light workers or on the other side of the veil, whatever resonates for us. It can be a very personal kind of um, exploration and invitation. It it can be. And and what I came to understand is that they'd been there all along and they Mm -hmm. were seeing me. Uh, they were sending me the God Winks, which is, which is a term you've introduced to me that I love to use. And um, all, this, all, the, all the ways that they were supporting me 
I began to be able to see when I was willing to take the blinders off just a little bit and just test the water. This is that whole experiment thing that you were talking about, taking a week to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to have a conversation. Let's see. Let's see if something comes back. And it really wasn't a test um, as much as just I needed some sort of validation. Sure. Uh, am I really? I, I mean, and I would, I, I kept it all as an inner conversation, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that I, I do inner conversations, I do outer conversations, and it's all effective, regardless of, of what's comfortable, you know, just choose what's comfortable. And um, it's really, it's mind blowing, what would I start to see in my life as a result of just being available now? And I think it's available to all of us if, again, we open our minds and hearts and extend that personal invitation. And um, for me, and I, and we've had this conversation, and, and for you, Lacey, it's like it happens in layers. We don't go from zero to a thousand miles an hour, but we can go from zero to five miles to seven miles an hour to maybe six miles and then 10 miles an hour. And sometimes it's a step forward and a step back and three steps forward and one step back and two steps back. And it's a, it's a journey and it happens in layers. And you know, what I've found slow and steady wins the race, continually set my intentions, um, take responsibility for the direction of my thoughts, keep reconnecting with my center and aligning with source And it seems like we start to build what I would call our spiritual muscle. Oh, yeah. I like how you you put that. I always use analogies of working out or lifting weights. And that's true. Just you don't start with 25-pound dumbbells when you're trying to do a bicep curl. (laughs) You know, you start with two. You'll injure yourself if you don't. And and um, it's okay. It's okay to start in a place that's comfortable. And then when you bump up against the uncomfortable, just just be with it for a little bit and then just move forward and really enjoy that process because mm-hmm. that building process becomes a foundation that is unshakable. Yes. And more so than if you just try to jump from one major experience into being a completely different person and that there's so much to learn along the way when you do it slow and steady. Yeah. And you said uh, exactly what I hear when I meditate, just slow down, trust the process, enjoy the journey because there's no real finish line. And if there is, it's like uh, we're on our deathbed and then we weren't here to enjoy this human experience. So it's like, just slow down because there's no, there's no end. Just slow and steady, enjoy the journey, enjoy the moment, be present. And uh, that has really um, shifted the experience of my life. It's now about laughter, connection, joy, and it's uh, being present for the gifts that are constantly being bestowed upon me. And I think all of us. Yeah, all, all of us actually uh, just what what does it look like? What do we want to do? What do, what do we want to experience? And then let those answers come and develop and trust, trust in the process, trust that you are loved. Even if you don't see the signs, know that you're loved, you're supported, 
and you are just just who you are in this moment is right where you need to be in this moment. Everything is okay. Yeah. And we can, you said this, we can ask for signs. We can. Mm-hmm. I think that that's um, available for us. And and uh, then we are frequently and maybe always met with some sort of God wink. We just have to keep our eyes and ears and minds and heart open. Uh, Lacey, we have a minute. Can you believe how fast this went? I know. I, I just love talking to you. We can talk for hours. So Yes, we can. And we're <laughs> going to. We're going to do another show next week and, and another one after that. So, Lacey, why don't you do a quick shout out where people can find you? Okay. So if you would like more information or to have a conversation, just contact me at LaceyCaves at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook as well. L-A-C-I-E-C-A-V-E-S. Uh, nice. I'm with you. Right, hear yeah, from yeah. you. Have a conversation with you. Yes, I would love that, too. And uh, I would love to share Lacey with you. And I would love to be in conversation with you. Find me on Facebook. You can uh, just search Journey to Center. And uh, my website, TammyBPhD.com, spelled with an I. And uh, uh, we're just sending you big blessings of grace, ease, love, peace, God winks, and great love. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Thank you.